This is the tactical ground trainer, M5, uh, MR5M1TH. You can call me Mr. Smith. You know what I really hate? Podcasts. Like the Ponzi bastards with too much time and no supervisions over at Order 66. I never listen to them. Ho, 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 ho. Picha wanki kokpa. Nanni to chunky troy. Order 66 podcast. Bulu. Kanjita droid. The mighty Jabba wishes to inform you that he will not be listening to the Order 66 podcast. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. www.d20radio.com Execute Order 66 Welcome back, ladies and germs, to episode number 13, the special edition devoted to I'm such a badass, I'm going to get killed by falling in a hole. He didn't die. If you, you know, I know you're not a big EU fan, man, but Boba Fett did not die by falling in a hole, much less a hole with a Sarlacc in it. That's right. Because he is a badass. What is up, Gamer Nation? I am GM Chris, and uh, with me as always is my uh, Jedi Knight in training, my companion, my Padawan learner, and my Dark Sith Lord Master, GM Dave. Greetings. <laughs> How are you doing, man? Hey, man, I'm fine. We're uh, I'm still decompressing from two and a half hours of Rodney Thompson and just the oh. greatest podcast ever. Man, I, I've I probably listened to it about eighty-seven times in the past week, um, you know, just while working, and uh, <laughs> it's it's been just nuts. And thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to it yourselves. I mean, I know there was a lot of great stuff on there, and again, thank you, Rodney Thompson, for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to come, you know, entertain us yes. poodoo heads and <laughs> here, here. Um, and answer some questions about the about the game we all love. So. Um, it, it's very cool. But also, I want to throw a huge shout-out to the community that actually posted all those questions for Rodney to right. answer. Right. Um, I mean, the, the our forums are just growing bigger and better and badder all the time. Um, and you can become a part of the forum community at www.d20radio.com slash forum, where you can sign up and uh, become a part of the Gamer Nation and speak your mind. Right. And there you can uh, you know post questions for us in the cast. And you can also give us a call if you'd like and uh, leave a bumper for the show, uh, an I Never Listen to the Order 66 podcast bumper. Um, or as well, just post, post questions for us. And uh, what number can they reach us at, Dave? 206-600-5872 or LUSA. LUSA! LUSA! Yes, so call the LUSA line. The LUSA line. The LUSA line. And be a LUSA. And uh, <laughs> join the Order 66 community and uh, get your voice heard. You're also welcome to email myself at gmchris at d20radio.com or a gm a Dave at a d20radio.com. A dot com. A dot com. That's right, by golly. <laughs> by golly. Well, we got a cool show for you guys today, don't we, Dave? I think we do, man. We're going to, well, 
you know how it goes. Same old format. We'll check in with Mail Call. We'll talk about the Bounty Hunter. Isn't it apropos that episode 13 is going to be about the Bounty Hunter? <laughs> well, 13 is the, the unlucky number, or lucky for so many. And so, yeah, I really do. But um, honestly, this is, I mean, I, I know you agree with me. This is like one of my favorite prestige classes. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm really glad we're going to be covering it. And I know, guys, we didn't talk about last week what we were going to be talking about this week, uh, mostly because I don't really think we had time. Right. Um, but uh, so I apologize for that. But we are going to be delving uh, into the next prestige class in the core rulebook this week, which is the Boonty Hunter. The Boonty Hunter. And we're going to call an audible and responsiveness to our community. <laughs> and the utmost care that we have for the individuals that frequent yes. our Thanks. our site, including Raving Dork. Yes, yes, who's who's had many fine requests. And uh, per his request and many others, we are going to be focusing uh, next week's uh, podcast on a starship combat, which Yee! a lot of you guys are really wanting to see some focusing on. Big thread on and that one. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know we devoted a D20 docking bay uh, a while back to Starships of the Galaxy, but honestly, it's really not enough time. And we really wanted to spend some time going over Starship combat in general, how it works. A lot of people just kind of skim over that chapter in the book. Um, and it's really cool. The Starship combat rules are better in this system oh, yeah. than any previous D20 system I've played. Um, or, quite frankly, um, even even the old WEG stuff. Uh, I like the Starship combat in this system better than the old D6 system. So, uh, it's really cool, and we're going to be devoting next week to talking about that. That's right. And then in two weeks, hopefully, hopefully, cross your fingers, we'll try and get GM Brev back and and uh, talk about minis. But I'll minis. be I'll, I'll be distracted when it comes uh, when it comes April twenty seventh. I'll be distracted. Why is that? Mario Kart for the Wii comes out. Oh, dude! I know it, man. I'm gonna get my little steering wheel. It's forty nine or fifty nine. It's gonna be on sale at Best Buy April twenty seventh. Go get your copy now. Awesome! <laughs> I know. Oh, Put the little Wii mode in your in your steering wheel, and you'll be able. To, oh, it's it's got the it's. I, I've seen a demo of it. It's got the the acceleration all out on the side of the uh, on the side yeah. of the steering wheel. Oh, it's gonna be great! Oh man, that's gonna be fun! It I is. can't wait. Ah, yeah. uh, uh, Okay, one more thing to look forward to. One more Period. thing. That's right. And and the Grateful Dead uh, pack just came out uh, on Rock Band. So uh, downloaded that, and that was just a Ooh. fun stuff last night. Yeah, I forgot you were a deadhead. Yeah. Very cool stuff. Well, speaking of other cool stuff and uh, things to look forward to, I did manage to uh, head over to the uh, the Imperial Postal Retrieval Center um, yesterday, as a matter of fact, and sitting there for me, just like I knew and hoped it would be, was a postcard from our good friend, oh, Commander. Oh, no, not again. I have a bad feeling about this. From across the galaxy, it's time for Postcards. From Commander Cody. that. <laughs> All right, let's see what we got. Oh. Oh, and remind me, I have one email I need to take issue with when we get the mail call. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, well, speaking of taking issue, uh, we have issue here, uh, at least a couple issues on this particular fine little uh, little little postcard. Um, the images on the front of it are are rather explicit, wouldn't you say? Long live the rebellion, it says. Uh, no, on the other side. The actual, you know, planet. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry. They're on Rylos. Last Starfighter, uh, no, right? No, Riloth. Oh, sorry. Oh, dang it. God, learn to read, dude. <laughs> God, it's the Star Wars font. It screws everybody up. Uh, yes. Yeah, so there appears to be pictures of several uh, fine uh, green and blue Twi'lek dancing women on the front. And it says, uh, come enjoy the sights on Riloth. Oh. Uh, you know, which is which is fantastic. Uh, which, of course, is where the Twi'lek come from. Of course. Of course. 
So. <clears throat> oh, you know what? Don't we have like Twi'lek Princess or something? Twi'lek Goodness? Twi'lek Goodness is one of our posters. Yeah. She you needs know, to, I, maybe we should, she we needs should to upload her. her. I, I need a picture of her because I've got this image in my mind. Well, I know she's a mom. Well, I don't care. <laughs> All right. Dear GM Dave and GM Chris, this week my unit is on Reloth. It is very hot here and very cold, depending on where you stand. <laughs> but Emperor Palpatine wished to have an escort to Reloth to attend the interplanetary Miss Galaxy pageant. Miss I didn't know they held it there. That's interesting. Me either. I hope a hut didn't win. Uh, they would not let us clones too far inside the event, but I believe the Emperor was one of the guest judges. Uh, of course. That's probably one of the perks of being, you know, the ruler of... And undisputed and, and ad, uh, admired and adored ruler of the universe. That's right. And I heard, you know, <laughs> uh, I think it was Darren Varson, or I don't remember who it was, said that he... Uh, he actually, the fix was in. He he kept using the um, induced flatulence that uh, they were talking about that Obi-Wan oh, did. Oh, yes, yes, the little-known force powers. Yes. That's right. Yes. <clears throat> Apparently, Emperor Palpatine, uh, according to Coda, Cody, um, he had a question about maps. Not oh. sure what that means. That was but weird. Uh, but it was fun. A Twi'lek won it again. What a surprise. Emperor Palpatine says he likes her so much, he's going to take her with him. Literally. Oh, boy. Well, I have to go, but if you go to Reloth, be careful. It is filled with deadly heat storms and very hot Twi'leks. Your friend, Commander Cody, long live the Empire. Yay. Yes. Well, well, thank you, Cody. I really appreciate that. I'm glad you got to go to Reloth and see some some Twi'lek goodness of your own. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to put this one right up on the bulletin board next to all the others. And uh, yes, long live the Empire. Whatever. <sighs> Dude, you got to get with the program. I'm telling you. I'm telling right. you. Yeah, one day. When you convince me. <laughs> I'm trying. Every day, man. I'm trying. Yeah. Well, with that, let's get to some real mail. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. Yeah. All right. Right off the top, I need to take <clears throat> issue with the uh, individual, John. John from Atlanta. You know who you are. Um, you asked, "Who is the voice at the introduction of the show, and is she hot?" Well, that's my daughter, and she's twelve. <laughs> so, just so wow. that's out there. <laughs> but that's not what John was expecting. No, it was not what John was expecting. So maybe we'll pop out with the boom, 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 boom again. I need that. I really need that drop. <laughs> hey man, find it, Mister Technical Guru. Oh yeah, well, I got a I got a Star Wars Saga Edition related question. All right. <laughs> uh, I got an email from Plague Thirty Seven, uh, who wrote the following. He said, "Hey, GM Dave and GM Chris, can you guys give me some advice? I am playing a soldier scoundrel who is a major liar." His character likes to convince people that he's a Jedi, even <laughs> though he is not Force-sensitive. I think that's awesome. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, I managed to acquire a lightsaber and was planning on taking exotic weapon proficiency for it. But my GM suggested I just take a level in the Jedi class. Well, where's the fun in that? Well, hey. Uh, however, he says, I don't want this character to be Force-sensitive. 
uh, will taking a level in Jedi force me to pick up Force sensitivity for my character at that first Jedi level? Okay, dude. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a couple issues here we need to clarify. Um, a lot of them dealing with multi-classic and a couple other things. I think we need to clarify how the system works for you. Uh, first of all, when you multi-class, you don't pick up every single starting feat for that class. Okay. Right. If you t- if you were to take your first character level as a Jedi, you would have to take Force sensitivity, simple weapon proficiency, and weapon proficiency lightsabers um, at that first level. Right. But when multi-classing into a Jedi or any other class, you can only pick one starting feat. Right. Okay. So he'd get um, his so, proficiency for free. Yeah. And then he wouldn't have he, to take. And then he wouldn't have to. And he'd get yep. a D10 hit dice and the base attack bonus and, and all that. Yep. Um, so, I mean, in the case of multi... No, it's like Safe says. You know, in the case of multi-classing into a Jedi, I mean, you could, you could if you wanted to, pick up Force Sensitivity <laughs> as your first feat, but you just don't have to. Right. You know, like Dave says, pick up web proficiency lightsabers. It's really not a bad idea. Um, technically, this means that you can have levels in Jedi and not be Force Sensitive, which is kind of odd, but, it, you know, it kind of makes sense. Now, this was clarified by Gary Sarley in Jedi Counseling Article 106, which was several months ago, uh, which is located on the Wizards of the Coast Star Wars role-playing game site. You can right. find it there. Um, basically, a non-Force-sensitive taking level as in Jedi, as Gary clarifies, is someone who has simply studied Jedi technique. Um, you know, uh, you can't take Jedi talents that may ha- you know have used the Force checks to activate, obviously, because you're not Force-sensitive. So you're pretty limited, but for a one-level dip, it really doesn't seem like it's too bad of an idea for your character. So, right. there you go. Although he's not statted that way in the core rulebook, um, General Grievous actually uh, could be drawn up very well with levels in the Jedi class, um, because that's kind of exactly what happened to him. You know, he's right. not force sensitive, but he received training from Count Dooku. Count Dooku. Dooku. So there you go. And so there's the answer to your question, dude. I think your GM's right on. He's a little shorter than I expected. Yes. God, I love that line. That was great. Fearless. Well, cool. Well, that's kind of all the mail we have. Um, anything else you have, Dave? Uh, no. Oh, wait. You know what? Mm. As a matter of fact, and if I can find it real quick, I did get one more deal. Um, and this is the kind of thing that we really would like. Um, there, there are a lot of you guys that are getting into character and sending us these bumpers, and that's fine. Like the guys off the top of the show with Mr. Smith, MR5M1TH, and another guy that did Jabba. But if you just want to throw out your forum name and tell us you're never going to listen like this, this is Jedi Apprentice Darren Varson, and I never listen to the Order 66 podcast because to listen is the path to the dark side. See, there you go. If y'all want to do that, hey, great. Call the loser line. You know, pop Excellent. it in there. Excellent. Yeah. So 206 600 5872. Lusa. Lusa. Leave your bumpers. We have a couple other announcements too, man. Um, first Indeed. of all, we've recommended this site a couple times, and you can find the link to it at um, the link section at uh, d20radio.com. Yep. But uh, HTTP uh, saga-edition.com has been recently updated with yep. a whole bunch of new crap and a new format and everything else. And Matt Lee and his bomb diggity crew have outdone themselves yet again. Yeah. And it's just truly, this is one of the most amazing, um, you know, third-party, I mean, I mean, just, just user-created resources uh, for the game out there, in my opinion. It's truly great. So if you guys haven't been to Saga-Edition.com, do it. You can find the link on our page. Go check it out. It's awesome. Do it. And we have another cool announcement, uh, which is that uh, there is a first look at the new Threats to the Galaxy Ooh. book, which Rodney mentioned last week in the podcast, which is slated for release in May. Yay. You can go to the preview section of Wizards of the Coast D&D site, which we have, we're going to put up a link for on our uh, on our links page at d20radio.com, and we'll link to it there. 
so you could find it if you need to. And uh, this is kind of a preview for what's coming up in a few months. And there, they actually mention uh, Threats of the Galaxy. And furthermore, have available for download two pages from Threats of the Galaxy, which gives you a straight-from-the-book look, an out-of-the-box look, um, at two uh, favorite protocol droids, um, the M3PO series uh, military protocol droid, which um, I remember, uh, I, gosh, I just watched episode four, and it was actually there was actually one of them sitting in the Jawa cruiser, uh, the, the Jawa sandcrawler, um, with uh, with 3PO and uh, an R2 as they were being hauled away, which is kind of fun. And you can also take a look at the TC series protocol droid, which got its uh, its on screen debut, um, well, verbal debut at least, um, with uh, episode one, uh, right near the very beginning. Uh, uh, and the TC, bro- I mean, have you have you looked at this yet, Dave? No, I have not. Dude, you got to, man. Th- that TC series protocol droid, this is honestly the first out-of-the-box droid hero that I would actually consider playing. I mean, if I was going to play a droid hero, I'd always make my own just because, I, you know, the ones that are there to for play, like, you know, just, oh, pick this model, you know, out of the book, you can do that. Um, they're kind of suboptimal. This one is the bomb. Which, and, uh, it's, remind it's really me, which, cool. do you remember where it was on episode one? Right at the beginning with TC, right at the very beginning when when uh, when when Qui Gon and Obi Wan were sitting waiting, you know, and the Nemoidians were kind of waiting them out, like, you know, there's two Jedi. I'm not going in there. Send in the droid. You know, that was that was TC. That was a TC model, um, a TC protocol droid. Really? So yeah. Yeah, and they're they're just very very cool, and so also you get a chance to see how the stat blocks are laid out, and they're just beautiful and they're easy to read. And like Rodney was talking about, you know, being able to turn to a single, just open the book and have it have it all right there for you, um, where it's kind of this one quick look, and everything's just sort of laid out beautifully and easy to read. It's really great to see how they're organizing it. It's clear this is going to be a lot easier to look through and a lot easier to 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 get information and look at those stat blocks. So Wait, cool, very exciting, very exciting. <laughs> Sound like Clinton. <laughs> oh wow, that was up. thank you very much. That was thank really you. weird. Well, hey Dave, man, you know I went out. Uh, I went out to Tatooine this weekend, man. Oh Lord, you know what that means? Oh. Chance cubes for everyone. Hey, welcome to Watto's. This is Watto for Watto's bargain basement, and I want you to come on down to Tatooine. This week for our big special sale. Tell them Java sent you and you get a free chance cube. Uh, we got the deals for you. Come on down to Watto's bargain basement. Uh, what do you know? Uh... Well, man, Watto cut me a deal, Dave. Did he cut you a deal? He cut me a damn good deal. I came back with a handful of fire extinguishers. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, listen. Putting out fires, that's spiffy and all. But in terms of mechanical use, this thing is one of the most useful little tools in the game, and I'm going to tell you why. Do you want to know why? Let me guess. No, go ahead. No, 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 no. Tell, t- tell us why. Um, does it have something to do with the thread that, like, as in you're, you're puncturing something, and remember the liquid cable thing? You know, you puncture it and it goes everywhere. Well, let me guess. Can you make yourself disappear into a fog? Well, you don't even have to puncture the damn thing. You just got to turn it on. Well, yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly it. Yeah, you're not going to um, puncture it. You're just going to. Yeah, no, I mean, seriously, it. this thing can give you instant total concealment regardless of lighting conditions, and that's awesome. Um, fire extinguishers are only 50 credits. You can recharge them for 25, and they weigh about 3 kilos. And best of all, they can be installed on a droid as a tool appendage. Um, when you when you turn on a fire extinguisher, just this massive cloud of fog spreads at a rate of one square per round in all directions, just every round that it's active, and uh, the fog dissipates after three rounds. 
um, regardless of the cloud size. And you get 10 rounds of use out of it. And I mean, I'm seeing this this use to great effect in my current Dawn of Defiance campaign that I'm taking part in right now. Um, our noble, who has the wealth talent, he he bought a droid at first level, literally to serve as kind of a pack mule for him, just because it says a strength of eight. And you know, so he went, you know, oh, well, I can carry all these medical kits. Okay, that's great. But um, he put a fire extinguisher appendage on the droid, and literally this thing has saved our butts so many times because you know, first round of combat, he'll direct the droid to lay down concealment in a fight, you know, block off uh, an entrance, or you know, or give us you know a, a good cover and it has saved our butts so many times wow yeah so i mean it's you know again like i said anything i can have i've said this before i'll say it again anything i can have on my character that can be used in more than one capacity right we use it for such i want it so this is just a marvelous thing a lot of people don't think about using a fire extinguisher in that manner but darn it you really should because it's just beautiful it's beautiful it's obscuring mist in star wars (laughs) it's a wonder mist it's wondrous, and in a game that is revolves so heavily around ranged attacks, um, that's extremely useful. So, yeah, it's the fire extinguisher. It's fantastic. You can save lives with it and be a hero and put out fires, and that's nifty. Or you can also lay the smack down on some stormtroopers that are shooting your way. That's right, man. And it's cheap to boot. And it's cheap to boot. So pick it up this week with your character, the fire extinguisher. That's right. That's we right. named the dog Indiana. And I'm the dog in the oh, so I, saw, I saw the trailer for that. I saw the trailer for the fourth movie. Have oh, seen yeah. it? He's going to have Alzheimer's in this in this time, and apparently he's going to say he's going to say we named the cat Indiana. Oh my god! We named the cat Indiana. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know. No, but I saw the trailer for the Crystal Skull Man. You know, and I don't know. It looks kind of yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. It, I, I'm I'm reserving judgment. If we'll this see. is one of those times that I'm expecting, I'm expecting so much that I might be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. That happens to me a lot, though, unfortunately. I know. Well, you know what I was really surprised by as Mm. we we delve into movie talk? Mm. Batman Begins. Yeah. I I wasn't expecting just a great movie, but I got one. I think a lot of people were were kind of surprised by that. And I mean, I read the graphic novel, you know, that that was written way back when, and that was just, you know, an amazing, amazing graphic novel, which was, um, you know, with Batman Year One, and it was, it was, uh, it was it was fantastic. So I knew they had a lot of good material to draw off of, but just the world they set up. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous to talk about it and say and when you're talking about superheroes, but it was almost um, real. It was it was it was just so much yeah. be- so so believable to me. And I, I yeah, that that suspension of disbelief um, they really right. they really hit home. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the Dark Knight this spring. Is that definitely? That's right. Oh, and 88 minutes, great movie. Oh really? You seen it? Yes. Oh cool. Okay, well then I gotta check it out. You I got to man. Well, speaking of the Dark Knight and retribution and vengeance and uh, people that you know take the law into their own hands, yeah. um, we're going to move on to uh, the next, the second prestige class um, in the uh, core rulebook, which is what, Dave? This is Django Fett, and I never listen to the Order sixty six podcast. Damn Jedi's! The bounty hunter, the bounty hunter, and uh, I, I, I mean, I know this is this is like your favorite prestige class, right? It is absolutely my favorite. I we never seem to get far enough in our campaigns before we start a new campaign. <laughs> um, but that remember when I <laughs> remember when I had my little Force Adept Ewok way back in the day. Yeah, and um, Sneaky was a disturbing little bastard. He was, you know. But um, ultimately, my goal was to get to a bounty hunter, but you know, never did. But anyway, it, it's a great, great prestige class. Yeah, it really, really is, and we're going to talk about why. Um, 
Well, first of all, let's, let's do cover some basics here. Now, this prestige class and, and many others um, have a prereq of minimum heroic level seventh is what's printed in the core rulebook. Now, a few things to note: the errata changed this slightly to minimum level, not heroic level. So, if you have your uh, your NPCs with uh, non-heroic levels, they can qualify. They can meet that qualification. Okay. Right. And secondly, as those who listened last week will recall, as Jedi Master Rodney Thompson did clarify last episode, you must already have attained 7th level to enter this prestige class, i.e. your 8th level would be your first level in this prestige class. So let's talk about gaining entrance and the prerequisites for this. Um, so, I mean, Dave, aside from the level requirement that it mentions, what else do you need to, to get into this class? And, and how, how is it best to get there? Well, you need to train in survival. And That's guess true. what? That's only what? the scout. Well, the scout's the only class that gets access to that. Yep. Well, I guess that means you're going to be taking levels in Scout to get Absolutely. to the Bounty Hunter class. But, I mean, that's really the way you want to go at it. You know, way back, if if any of you played Star Wars Galaxies, you remember that ill-fated attempt oh, at, yeah. at multi... You, dude, you baited that, didn't you? I did. I, I did yeah. get to beta that one. And uh, I, I, may, I got up to Master Bounty Hunter with one of my characters. And it was, it was oh, it was so fantastic going Jedi hunting, you know, when everybody had a Jedi. But, um... Ultimately, the downfall of that game, everybody got a Jedi for free just about. Yeah. Oh, just killed that game. Anyway, um, I got off track. We, um, <laughs> what else do you need? You need a couple, what, you need two talents from the Awareness Talent Tree? Which is, is another, there? which is a talent tree only available to a scout. Another and scout. you need two talents, so that means you're going to need at least three levels in scout, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And it probably would make sense for that first level you ever take to be scout just so you avoid uh, the wasted feat of skill training later and that way you can train in survival at first level. Right. Yeah. Well, so the awareness talent tree, I mean, I mean, honestly, man, in my opinion, I mean, it isn't the greatest scout talent tree, but I mean, it's not too terribly bad. And, and there's certainly, um, I, th- I think at least two talents in that tree worth taking. So, I mean, which ones, if you have to take two, which ones are you going to take? Well, dodge. I think the, I think the uncanny dodges, yeah. uh, like uncanny dodge one and two, are just brilliant. But they're they're the capstone talents of the tree. I mean, you have to have acute senses and improved Pretty initiative yeah. to get them both. Um, so I mean, I mean, in fact, for for um, for this talent tree, acute senses is actually a prerequisite for every single talent in the tree. So you know, you say which two of these am I going to take? Well, it's going to have to be acute senses for at least one of them. Right. Right. Um, I think expert tracker is really great. I mean, if you find yourself in a tracking role a lot, um, but I mean, if you if you know if you're playing, you don't ever fall into that role. You know, meh, you may not want to. And I think improved initiative is kind of hard to pass up as well. Um, right. What used to be a feat, I mean, is now um, the domain pretty much only of the scout. You know, where you can reroll your initiative checks. That's pretty freaking. Oh, cool. I love that one too. Yeah, it's pretty freaking cool. And if you're playing a sniper esque character, keen shot is kind of a sniper's dream. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, it's 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 pretty freaking cool. So. So okay, so you got to take three levels in scout, right? At least. Right. Well, okay. So so, do you want to go all seven levels in scout, or do you want to maybe take your four levels in something else? Soldier. Or, okay. Maybe well, you think soldier. Okay. I think, yeah. I think that's an excellent idea. Um, I mean, you know, I, I agree. I highly recommend a level of three <laughs> in soldier. Um, you know why? Well, I, I soldier talents mostly. Um, uh, in addition to full base attack bonus, which is something a scout doesn't have, and the D10 hit dice. Um, I, I mean, I don't know about you, man, but I think devastating attack, the soldier talent, is brilliant when used in conjunction with the bounty hunter talents, uh, you know, hunter's mark. As I mean, you could potentially move your foe two steps down the condition track just by aiming, you know? Right. 
you know, if, if you if you if you also beat his, his damage threshold. And I mean, you're also an exceptional range combatant as a bounty hunter. So I mean, the rest of the weapon specialist talent tree for a soldier is never a bad thing. And I also really like um, Indomitable and Tough as Nails, uh, which we talked about when we were talking about uh, uh, the soldier. Yeah. Um, that's from the Commando Talent Tree. Since I mean, in my opinion, I really think they hit the whole, uh, they fit the whole scout, bounty hunter, survivor persona. Um, and you know, if you want to make Boba Fett, <laughs> you're going to need the Armor Specialist Talent Tree as well. Right. Yeah. So yeah, basically. But where's the fun in that? Make your own character. Don't just go after Boba Fett. Oh, that's true. That's true. But a lot of people like idolizing their characters. And if that's you want to true. play a Mando, you know, hey, you want that armor. That's cool. You know, okay, uh, that's all right. You know, it may not be original, but I've 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 played D and D with far too many Zadriti Udurdens and 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 Drizits, you know, uh, dual wielding scimitar drow people to really have a problem with somebody wanting to play Boba Fett. You know, I uh, kind of my philosophy on it though. Yeah. Um, but honestly, though, a level in I think I think in addition to this, um, a level. I mean, maybe correct me if I'm wrong. I think a level in scoundrel might not be a bad idea. No, I don't think so um, either. Simply for sneak attack or dastardly strike. I mean, your hit dice, your base attack bonus, they'll hate you for it. But I mean, those talents are awesome. I think uh, scoundrels have some of the most devious, uh, you know, straight up attack talents in the game. At least a couple of them. And so. you gotta be a little devious to go bounty hunter. You do, so it really does kind of fit, and and I do like it. But if you really like the scout, though, I mean, it's not going to hurt you too terribly much to actually take a fourth level in scout on top of your three required levels, just because your base attack bonus is not going to suffer. It's going to increase a full step as as of that fourth level in scout, and you'll have access to a scout bonus feat. I mean, the only downside to it really is a lack of a D10 hit die, you know, as opposed to going soldier or something like that. So let me throw you, let me throw you a curveball. Okay. What if somebody were to mix in a level of Jedi? Well. You certainly could. Um, I mean, that wouldn't wouldn't be too uh, too impossible. Um, however, I think the whole you know go hunting people down for money <laughs> is yeah. kind of against the code, it just is. ever so slightly. But it then is. again, you, having levels in the Jedi class does not mean you are a Jedi, um, as we even touched on with our um, mail call just right. a few minutes ago. It is kind of uh, a dark side. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, absolutely. But... Or maybe somebody with just Jedi training. Maybe you're not force sensitive. Maybe you're not a part of the Jedi Order. Right. You know, maybe you're working for the New Republic. You know, and trying to make your way. Yeah, but um, well, that you know, would be it, one badass. It's, it's it is badass. It's definitely useful. However, I, I will say that I think it's kind of suboptimal compared to soldiers, some others, strictly right. because one of the great things about a Jedi is the fact I mean, is the fact that you have lightsaber use and all the lightsaber talents. And when you get to a bound the bounty hunter talent tree. Almost everything focuses ranged. on ranged attacks. Yeah, everything's ranged. So uh, that could be kind of an issue. I but just man, want if you, force lightning. You know, force lightning. What I'm kind, of, or, what or, kind or, of a badass would would you be <laughs> as a force lightning wielding bounty hunter? You'd be a pretty good badass. You'd also be a also a pretty damn good badass with battle striking uh, your 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 shots that are also affected with hunters uh, hunters mark and devastating attack. <laughs> right, but you'd, uh, you'd waste strike, so. you'd waste some time. You know, yeah. level wise, going through all that, but yeah, but still, yeah, it'd be, it'd be pretty freaking cool. So, yeah. but somebody will the... work it up on the forum and tell us why it's a bad idea. Please do, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, Please that's do. that's that's your that's your homeschool project there, raving dork, and we'll give you a cookie. Damn straight. Damn straight. Uh, we love giving raving dork our time. He's one of our newest forum posters, and obviously probably one of the most prolific and um this is the gentleman who actually maintains the faq um on the wizards of the coast official site 
Um, so he's a pretty damn good resource <laughs> if you have a rules question. And he's the, um, he's the one that's come out and said he's going to get to a thousand before anybody else. And I believe him. I believe him too, man. He's a hell of a poster. He's a hell of a poster. And um, actually, I mean, he's he's actually posed some really good questions to us. We're trying to find some answers to right now that will be covered in a future D twenty docking bay. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I'm really interested to hear your take on it. Well, let's continue with our our uh, bounty hunter discussion here and talk a little bit about being Boba Fett. <laughs> you mentioned you didn't like it, Dave. Being Boba Fett. But uh, I think this prestige class just oozes with flavor and goodness, and um, it has, in my opinion, some of the most useful combat options available. What about Django? So, you're not, uh, Django's cool, too, but he got decapitated. Boba's a badass. I mean, if you, if you read any of the Expanded Universe stuff, I mean, he, you know, he, you know, he, he survived the fall into Sarlacc. He went on to become a total badass and, like, refound the Mandalorian, you know, whole regime right. and stuff. And he, he's a pretty cool guy. But he, but, you know, I mean, purple hmm? lightsaber, man. Purple lightsaber. Purple lightsabers are the bane of just about anything. Yep. So, but the Bounty Hunter Prestige class is pretty wicked, and if you're coming into it from a scout, you're going to be uh, really happy because you are now going to have a D10 hit dice and full cool. base attack bonus. Yep. Sweet! Um, in addition, of course, you're going to get a plus 4 to your reflex defense and a plus 2 to your fortitude defense. Not bad, not too bad at all. Um, you know, most prestige classes, um, they obviously have, uh, unlike your regular classes, Dave, you know, you know they have, they, they kind of give up the bonus feed every even level, right. and they kind of have usually a, usually a, a special ability that's kind of class specific. Yes. Um, every, every even level. What is the special ability of the, uh, bounty hunter? The special ability of the bounty hunter would be familiar foe. Familiar foe. Eh, this is an okay thing i mean most of the prestige class stuff you know the the, the even level stuff it, it's it's kind of eh. but this is this isn't too terribly bad um which is basically you know after after combat begins and after your foe has already acted in combat you spend a full round observing a, that a single foe and if you do so you gain a bonuses to attack him and bonuses to your reflex defense against his attacks um and that bonus is equal to half your bounty hunter level so meh Eh, meh. It's nifty, but I mean, frankly, at this point, you should be more concerned with acting first in combat. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of situational. If it was one of those things where you just observed your target for a full round and then got the bonuses, that would be great. But the caveat specifically says that he has to have already acted in combat, okay? Which means you have to initiate combat, or your party has to initiate combat, and then while combat's already active, you have to stand there and watch him for a full round. So it's not like you're in the shadows watching, you know, you know, and then you just snipe him, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean that that caveat kind of makes it less cool to me. You know, when I first read it, I was like, "Oh, it's like you know, oh the the assassin ability, you know, kind of you know from from uh, you know D and D, you know, it's so you know observe the target and get bonuses." But it's it's a little more gimped than that, right? But honestly, you, if you're taking this prestige class for familiar foe, you're not taking it for the right reasons. You should be taking it for the talents. And um, um, at odd yeah. levels, of course, you choose talents from uh, either the awareness talent tree available to the scout, the misfortune talent tree available to the scoundrel. <laughs> And uh, the all-new, and frankly, the reason you're in this prestige class, Bounty Hunter Talent Tree, which is the shizzle. Oh, yeah. We've already mentioned Hunter's Mark. Yeah, we've already mentioned Hunter's Mark, and we're going to go into more detail on it. Nab up the Bounty Hunter Talents while you can. Um, In my opinion, there are three must-gets that build build off each other that you really need to get. Um, Hunter's Mark, Hunter's Target, and Relentless. And each one builds off the other. You kind of, you have to have one to have the next and so on. You have to have, you know, Hunter's Mark to get Hunter's Target, and then you have to have both those to get Relentless. Um, Hunter's Mark, if you take the time to aim before a ranged attack, spending those two swift actions, you just, and you, and then you hit, you move the target, target one step down the condition track. Just bam, just by hitting. Not by breaking their damage threshold, just, oh gee, I aim 
and move you one step down the condition track. Um, that is almost broken. <laughs> in, in my opinion, yeah. you combine that with devastating strike from the soldier talent, you know, from the soldier talent trees, and you get above their damage threshold, and you move them another step yep. down the condition track. If you're acting first in combat, and you combine that with uh, with with dastardly strike, you know, from the misfortune talent tree, oh, you're going to move them another step down the condition track. It's Ooh. just, yeah, broke. I mean, when you, you know, and you know, like with combat when you get to mid to high levels it's not about hit point damage anymore it's all about the condition track what can i do to move him down the condition track you know when i i can end a fight in two rounds you know what i mean so yep. that's kind of where it comes um hunter's target which is kind of the, the the middle one it's okay um once an encounter as a free action you designate a single target and you're going to get a bonus damage equal to your class level against that target now since you can't take this until third level of, of Bounty Hunter, because obviously it has Hunter's Mark as a prereq, um, you know, it's going to be a minimum of plus three to your damage, which is right. never a bad thing, and that lasts the entire encounter. Yeah. So and I mean, You never know when gonna... you have to pull that out of your hip pocket at the very end when you're about to die. Oh, sure, man. You well, never hey, know. Hell, you can activate it at the start, at the start of the encounter and just get the benefit the whole time. Right. And that's, I mean, immediately, you're getting a plus three. That's better than weapon specialization. And you combine, you know, which gives you the plus two. And you combine it with weapon specialization if you if you have it. And, you know, you're, you're starting off with this talent with just a plus right. five random bonus to damage. Oh, well, see, I, I just missed, I misread that then. See, I'm thinking it's once. It, you're you're no. saying it, it lasts the entire encounter. Yeah, you you only do it once in an encounter, but it'll last the entire encounter. Oh, see, I've totally and, misread yeah, that. Um, I mean, it's really not bad at all. But the thing is, it and Hunter's Mark are prerequisites to the best talent in the freaking game, which is Relentless. This is what you need to get as quickly as you possibly can. Now, this only applies to the target of your Hunter's Mark. But when you have marked that target, and you have this talent, once he has been marked, any attack he makes against you cannot move you down the condition track. Period. End of sentence. Best talent in the game. It doesn't matter how much damage he does to you. It doesn't matter what he does to you, or what kind of, you know, whether he's got you know, dastardly strike or anything like that. His attacks do not move you down the condition track. That's oh, incredible. Yeah. That's incredible because you're looking for ways to maximize moving people down the condition track because that's the best way to win fights right. in those mid to high levels. Well, damn it, you know if your if your GM is doing his job, his NPCs are going to be looking for ways to do the same thing to you. Right. Okay, and this just totally negates a BBG's, uh, you know, a big bad evil guy, you know, kind of a, a boss from from, from oh from yeah doing that. This is absolute boss fight material. Yeah, this is just beautiful, and and I love it. Um, it's fantastic. Now the other bounty hunter talents, um, there are three others. They're cool. But they're real situational. Um, all of them give you re-rolls, all right? Like, you know, re-rolling, uh, you know, persuasion to intimidate, you know, or, uh, you know, re-rolling um, persuasion when you're haggling, you know, over the price of a bounty or something like that. And they're really cool, but they're, you know, like I said, they're situational. And if you want to, I mean, honestly, if you're considering taking them, I mean, if you want to finish out the awareness talent tree, perhaps for uncanny dodges, I'd do that first, personally. Right. Um, also, I mean, the misfortune talent tree is really cool. Um, it's great for skirmisher and dastardly strike and sneak attack. And those are three really combat-heavy talents that you can now get without sacrificing good base attack bonus and hit die by taking levels in scoundrel. Right. So, pretty cool. Yep. Pretty freaking cool. Yeah. And uh, now let's move on to um, a little segment, Dave, that I'd like to call the good, the bad, and the boba. 
<laughs> and uh, Rodney, that that is a, a tribute strictly to you, and you you're an I love of, of spaghetti westerns. Um, <laughs> there you go. What are, what are basically what are our meta thoughts of this prestige class? Um, we want to talk about what's good, what's bad, and what's bulba about it. Um, <laughs> good stuff. Um, this class has some of the, I mean, arguably best one-on-one single enemy combat battle abilities in the game. Okay, so what, like I said, man, when, when you're up against the boss, when you're up against that BBEG, who better to have with you than a bounty hunter? Right. You know, I mean, it's it's just it's, it's awesome. The bad. This class has some of the arguably best one-on-one single enemy battle abilities <laughs> in the game. Um, so I mean, when you're fighting multiple bosses or BBEGs or you're fighting multiple mooks, the bounty hunter is less than optimal. Um, a lot of the powers are once per encounter only, um, or you know you can only mark one person. Uh, so you know if, if if that person goes down, you know well you're screwed. You know or right. uh, you know if your counter ability spent and all that. So uh, you know you know it, it can be less than optimal sometimes. But frankly. That's not really the bounty hunter's role. If your bounty hunter is, you know, fighting multiple mooks on a frequent basis, um, something wrong. Something wrong. I mean, if 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 you're talking to your GM and you're saying, "Hey, man, I want to go into the bounty hunter thing," you know, and you're you're doing your job and you're collecting bounties, you really should have a lot of one-on-one fights. So, very cool. So let's continue with what you were talking about, Dave. Uh, Dave. So everyone wants to be Boba, okay? And and why not, man? I mean, he's cool, uh, but I mean, he's a diverse fellow. Um, if you look at his write-up in the Core Rulebook, he's a fellow with levels in Scout, uh, levels in Soldier, uh, levels in Bounty Hunter, and Elite Trooper. So what do we learn from Boba? Hmm? What do, what it's do we learn from all Boba? about the combination. That's what we learn from Boba. It's all about the combination. The proper combination of things with a dash of good role-playing choices that make you a badass. Right. Um, you know, one path is, is nifty and neat to follow. Um, but, I mean, Boba didn't even have, you know, all ten levels in Bounty Hunter. And he was, you know, hey, the most infamous bounty hunter in the galaxy, you know? Right. So keep in mind, making yourself a bounty hunter, you know, uh, is, is all about role-playing and the presence you keep. And with the, uh, actually, with the notorious talent tree, you can actually do that pretty well. With, excuse me, with the notorious talent, the bounty hunter talent tree, it's, you know, can help you keep your presence up. But, yeah, so, I mean, as you're making it, you know, it, it's, it, Dave said, it's all about the proper combinations of things and, and diversification. So, uh that's what we, in, in my opinion, what makes for good badassery and, and good Boba. <laughs> and uh, I think the, the Bounty Hunter Prestige class uh, can certainly help you along that route um, as, you, as, you're, as you're moving there. But don't necessarily look at it as the end-all, be-all. It's cool. It's awesome. But uh, I think you can honestly make a pretty cool Bounty Hunter without a single level in the class. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yes. <laughs> Heck yes. And that's going to bring an end to our discussion of the Bounty Hunter. And if you guys uh, disagree with us or want to add some points that we missed, for Pete's sake, get on the forums at d20radio.com slash forum and uh, post your mind. Let us know. Email us, gmdave at d20radio.com, gmchris at d20radio.com. Give us a call on the Lose the Line and let us know. And um, Absolutely. Gosh, Dave, is, is it about time to uh, attempt to make a phone call? It's about, well, yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, really? we'll, we'll jump it out here in a second and step into the docking bay. But uh, at first, we will have to say, wherever you are, TK421, are you with us? Of course not. Of course not. TK421. He's never at his post. Never, ever, ever. Freaking punk. All right, I guess we're going to move on. Oh, hey man. Dude, I was about to give up on you, punk. Oh, man, I'm sorry, man. I could barely get here in time. 
I was, I was on my way over here, man, trying to get to... We, we've been in the middle of a firefight, son. It's, it's been kind of a hell this morning, man. Really? So where are you? Oh, man. Well, I'm still on the Death Star. I'm doing a lot of time here, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Oh, man. We took in this this here diplomatic shuttle, man. We, we kind of kind of stopped it, you know, and apparently they had some stuff on board that, that the big man wanted to get. So uh, we went, we kind of went in there and, 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 and did what we do best and went in there and, and went on went on board looking for it, man. Did you? And, oh, yeah. Did and you. what did you find? Well, I can't really talk too much about it, but um, we, we didn't find, well, we didn't find exactly what we was looking for. But we did manage to, to get our hands on a pretty little lady and... Um, and uh, she was kind of a handful to get her hands on, though. Yeah, I bet. Oh, man. You know what happened to me a couple years ago? I was working down there on Coruscant, man, and we had to go catch this guy, and he had himself these bodyguard fellows, man, and we were shooting at him on our stuns and stuff, you know, trying to get him, you know, you know, just, just peaceful to take the man in, you know, just for some right old questioning. And, man, them bodyguards, man, they just kept jumping in the way, man. I ain't never seen moves like that before. Right. Yeah. Man, this little girl right here, man, she could have used some of them bodyguards, man. <laughs> she could have. Well, oh, you know. Man, she went down like a snapping turtle at the bottom of the lake after eating too much chicken, man. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you crack me up. You really do. Oh, that's good, man. I'm All right. crack you up, man. All right. Listen, so we got to gonna... crack up this little girl we got. I mean, uh, we got to go uh, oh, uh, question her something about what she knows and, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, but I got to go. All right, dude. All right, man. Well, I'll talk to you just later. Y'all be good, huh? Yes, sir. We will try. Take care. Bye, TK. <laughs> what a punk. He's talking about I, I know what he's talking about, too. He was talking about the, uh... Well, it's, it's clear what he's talking way. about. They yeah. clearly captured some type of, of rebel terrorist separatist. You know, hopefully <laughs> they can get some useful information out of her. Yeah. So. Yeah. Clear. Yeah. But this is going to bring us to our D20 Docking Bay discussion this week. D20 Docking Bay, hosers. When it don't be making sense, we be making sense of it. Indeed. Indeed. And uh, this D20 Docking Bay is brought to you by Donovan Morningfire. Hey! Hosts on our forums rather frequently. And uh, was, honestly, guys, we, we got a lot of stuff for D20 Docking Bay. I mean, we got a lot. Um, uh, Outlaw Night Zero, Lord Iron Balls, and of course, um, of course, uh, Raving Dork posted just a crap load of questions that we are going to get to on D20 Docking Bay in the coming weeks. Um, but Donovan got this one on first, so we're going to cover it. There you go. Uh, we're going to be devoting this week to the Harm's Way talent, uh, which is one of the soldier talents. Uh, and uh, basically on his uh, post, Donovan wrote, you know, he says the Harm's Way talent would be a great suggestion for D20. There's been much debate on how exactly it works. In short, he says, if you use this talent to guard an ally, does the attack roll go against your reflex defense or the allies? I mean, I know it, you know, technically got clarified on Dawn of Defiance 3, I think, um, but there's a good chance not everyone's seen it. So can you please clarify for any folks that have interest in this? So absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, the basics. Okay. Harm's Way is a swift action to activate on your turn. And this is a really big deal. It's not a reaction. It is a swift action. 
that you activate on your turn. Um, it only affects one ally, who an ally, who must remain adjacent to you. So if I'm a soldier with this talent and I activate it, um, I, you know, I can do it against a, an ally that's adjacent to me. Any attack, any attack directed at that ally is now directed at you. Right. And if it hits you, you suffer all the damage, all the ill effects, as if you were the intended target. Um, now, as, as Donovan mentioned in his post, um, there has been some clarifications in a couple dev rulings, um, most of which you can find compiled on the official Gleamax forums in a frequently asked questions made, uh, attained by Raving Dork, um, or if you're willing to go searching for it yourself, you can just simply find it. We did. Um, but most easily, uh, where you can find this ruling is in the third module of the Dawn of Defiance campaign series, where they kind of lay it out for you. And that's available, of course, at Wizards of the Coast official Star Wars website. And uh, basically, what it says is the attack, when it's made, goes against your reflex defense, not the target. So if you're you have harm's way and you activate it, uh, that attack is going to go against your reflex defense. As such, if you're a Jedi and you have deflect or block, then yeah, you right. can do so against that attack. Yeah. Effectively, uh, go ahead. No, I was saying yeah, yeah, buddy, yeah. It's I mean, a that's cool awesome. Deal. That's incredible. Yeah, it is a great deal. Jedi make amazing bodyguards. Um, so if you want to take Jedi, dip a level in Soldier for this talent, it's fantastic. And it would certainly, I mean, I can't see any Jedi having a problem with it. I mean, th that really smacks of following the code, protecting innocence. That's right. a, a wonderful ability to have. I mean, effectively, when this is activated, you can, for that one round, remove the target mini from the board, pretty much, and replace it with yours when it comes to resolving attacks. Okay. Now, of course, there's some caveats to this. So we want to talk about those as well. Um, you couldn't actually remove that mini because there's a few things that can come into play. Yes. Most force powers, and we discussed this uh, in our force episodes, are not attacks. Um, attacks are technically defined by an attack roll, uh, rolling that d20 and adding your uh, some some type of base attack bonus plus some type of ability modifier. And most force powers are not attack rolls; they are skill checks. <laughs> So technically, raw rules as written, harm's way would not block certain force powers, uh, such as you know, uh, force slam or, or force uh, force thrust, um, or even stuff like you know, force choke or, or even move object. These things aren't attack rolls; they're strictly skill checks. Use the force checks versus you know the opponent target in question. So that is a huge limitation. But if you're talking about basic attacks and you know attacks with weapons, blaster fire, it's a pretty cool. Wouldn't you say, Dave? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll say it would. And I've seen this in use. Um, we had a Jedi who, uh, I mean, gosh, was it you, Dave? That, made, that I, knew, I know you had your Wookiee that went Jedi soldier. And I'm not sure if you took harm's way or not. I think you were thinking about it. I thought about it, but I didn't. We we never got far enough for me to. Yeah, not in that campaign. Yeah. Yeah, but I have seen it used to good effect. Um, I believe in uh, in our PGA play, I think it was Dawn of Defiance. And, right. uh, yeah, basically... Uh, we had a, a party member who was a Jedi soldier who would, you know, use this to protect a lot of the squishier members of the party. And we had NPCs that needed protecting too. It was a really big help. So, yep, uh, I fantastic, fantastic. So there's the answer to that. And uh, for those of you who don't know, now you do. Thank you, Donovan Morningfire, for making that suggestion. And uh, thank you all for making all the suggestions you have been. The activity on the forums has been huge, and we have a, a good amount of material for the next few weeks. And uh, I'm really anxious for next week when, as we said, we're going to be discussing starship combat in greater detail and really delving a bit more into a lot of these special feats and talents that are in the um, Starships of the Galaxy source book, as well as just how to run a basic starship combat game. Yeah, I can't can't wait. It's going to be marvelous. Marvelous. Simply marvelous. Simply marvelous. Well, with that, Gamer Nation, I think it's about time we uh, we leave you for the evening, yes, Dave? 
Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose I'm kind of reluctant to get off the to I get know. off the microphone. I mean, gosh, after last week, two and a half hours, man. I, I don't know. I'm kind of, I think I'm going to suffer from withdrawal tonight. Parting is such sweet sorrow. Absolutely, absolutely. And with that, my friends, Gamer Nation, thanks for listening. We really love you, and peace, love, and good gaming. Keep them dice rolling. Transmission incoming from the Big Giant Head. The Big Giant Head will never come to you via the Order 66 podcast. He cares about quality. D20 Radio, where gamers roll www.d20radio.com This podcast and related websites are not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited, 20th Century Fox, or Wizards of the Coast and are intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. The official Star Wars site can be found at StarWars.com. The official Wizards of the Coast site can be found at Wizards.com. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, D20 logo, D20 system references, all named pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademark and or copyright of Lucasfilm Limited, Wizards of the Coast, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast and its related websites, including graphical, textual, audio, and visual information is the intellectual property of the Order 66 podcast. This is Rodney Thompson, game designer for the Star Wars role-playing game at Wizards of the Coast, and I never listen to the Order 66 podcast.